Don't ever let somebody tell you you can't do something. Not even me. All right? All right. You got a dream, you got to protect it. People can't do something themselves. They want to tell you you can't do it. You want something, go get it. Period. What's up, y'all? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Lights, Cameras, What's Happening. I'm your host, Reese Moss. On today's episode, I had a chance to interview a young, black, successful entrepreneur, my brother Kevin Burroughs, a.k.a. Painting Life Kev, founder of Outright Painting. We had a very dope and insightful interview. Uh... But before we get into that, first I wanted to give you a quick rundown with this being the middle of award season for TVs and film, and that's what this podcast is based on. I wanted to give you a rundown of some of my highlights of cinema from last year and what I'm looking forward to this year. So we're going to start off with some of the movies I like and TV shows. Um, Judas and the Black Messiah, I think it was a very, very dope all-around story that should have been told. I think all the actors in there did an amazing job. Um, I think more stories like this need to be told, and I hope hopefully Hollywood took notice. Um, American Skin, my favorite movie of last year, especially with us coming off the hills of all the George Floyd things and everything like that. I think that movie was necessary for the times. Uh, one of the most powerful scenes is when they held the police district hostage. I think that should be shown in schools and college universities and everything and discussed and broke down more. Uh, one night in America, one night in Miami. Another very, very dope, black, powerful movie. How that one night changed them four powerful African-American men's lives. Um, the movie that is getting a lot of critically acclaimed, and I'm not mad that it is, King Richard. I also liked that. Uh, Will Smith did an amazing job, and I'm super duper duper like proud of them little girls in that joint. I also think that the person that stole that show, though, was the mom, the lady who played the mom in uh, King Richard. I think she should be winning a whole lot of awards. I think she did an amazing job playing the black mother. Um, Concrete Cowboys. Uh, I was mad about it. Didn't really, wasn't too thrilled, wasn't too mad on it. Um, Malcolm and Marie, Netflix joint with um, Zendaya and Lil Denzel. Um, that joint was a dope love story. They carried that joint just for them two to be carrying a whole movie by themselves. I think that was dope. It kept my attention the whole movie. Uh, the Heart of They Fall. I went into this not thinking I was going to like it. Actually came out liking this. I think the storyline kept me intrigued. Um, still don't, the whole cowboy thing ain't really me, but it was dope. Um, Clickbait was one of the best binge, like, Netflix-type shows. Had me, if you ain't watched that yet, I recommend watching that. I think I was blaming, I blamed everybody in that joint at one point. Um, Bad Trip. Bad Trip is a, is a good Comedy movie might be, well, let me say that's probably the funniest movie of last year. Comedy's been taken, like, comedies ain't been too good lately. Um, TV shows, I think Insecure did a great job with their last season. Um, favorite episode from that was episode three. Um, Godfather of Harlem, fan of that. BMF, fan, fan of the first season, um, up to the point where they killed off Lamar and Kato. Just because, why would you, if it's a 
Like, supposed to be a biopic. Why would you kill off two people that's still alive in real life? I don't get that. Um, I'm mad that they canceled the joint for life about the, the joint on ABC, the boy who beat his case. They canceled that. That was a good show I used to watch. Uh, Coming to America 2, I uh, wasn't a fan of it. Uh, Space Jam 2, nah, wasn't a fan of it. The Shy, mm, not a fan of it. Um, Godfather of Harlem was solid. I'm happy they got picked up for another season. Um, Colin Kaepernick's story. I don't know how to, like, I don't know if this is supposed to be a biopic or just his view of interracial. Like, I don't know if this is his story or just a view of how he look at black people and white people, like how a white person can raise a black person and not know. If this is his story, then I find a suspect that he didn't say nothing way before he spoke up for like if he took if it took him if he went through this whole childhood and never said nothing i find that weird um overall i think it's i think you can can learn something from it probably uh true story from kevin hart i don't think kevin hart is i think kevin hart is a movie star i don't think kevin hart is a good actor i think he's trying to be a good actor but that show didn't it, it really didn't do nothing for it. like it was it was a dragged out. You can tell from the first episode what was going to happen, and they just dragged it out a couple of John. So wasn't a fan of that. Um, didn't see Spider Man yet. Um, Swagger, the basketball John on Apple TV. Saw a couple of episodes, which I saw so far was so good. Um, couple of family shows, the John Queens. Uh, I can live without it. Million Little Lies, that's, my, that's one of them joints. I think if you watch TV with your family, you can tune into that joint. Uh, something that I think a lot of people should tune into if you got Hulu. It's called Women of the Movement. It is a very, very dope show. It just went off. Um, it's about Emmett Till, mom. Like her view of the whole Emmett Till thing. I think they did an excellent job with that. Like I said, it's called Women of the Movement. If you get a chance to go to Hulu, go check that out. Or I think it's on ABC Demand. But it's like five episodes. I think it's very, very dope. Um, I think that's it for last year. So when I'm tuning to right now and I'm watching Snowfall, we'll be two episodes in so far. First two episodes started off a little slow. I'm glad I'm I like how they bring the limb bias thing in. Um for people who don't know, Snowfall is like loosely pulled from Freeway Ricky Ross uh life. If you don't know who Freeway Ricky Ross is, go Google it. He sold drugs for the CIA. Excuse me. He sold drugs for the CIA. Um, I think Snowfall is doing a, like a great job. Unlike Power, they just changed names so they can kind of not have to stick to a script. But but neither one of these movies can like put the wire socks on. Like I don't even know why people try to compare them to. Um, Tommy Power Book. Not a fan of it so far. Hopefully it picks up. Um, Euphoria. If you watch Euphoria, you might got mental problems, man. Like, Euphoria is deep. Like, it's, it's, it's a lot going on, them kids. But I'm a fan of it. Watch, because uh, I got mental problems. Um, definitely tune in. You got to start from season one, though. You can't jump in halfway. I tried to jump in halfway. I had to go back and start watch from season one. Um, favorite thing on TV right now, though, got to be that Bel Air joint. The only thing I don't like, I don't like how much they emphasize the Philly, like they they overdo the Philly slang. 
like they say John when it's not necessary. They say young boy, like they they overemphasize it. Um, Abbott Elementary, which is another show I watch, that John get it right. Like they get it perfect with the Philly talk, the references to Philly and everything like that. I think that's a dope show to also watch with the family. Um, things I'm looking forward to. Um, it's a basketball movie produced by Adam Sandler and LeBron James called Hustle. Looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to Black Panther 2. Looking forward to Winning Time. It actually comes on HBO, I think, or Showtime. One of, it's the Lakers, the Lakers story. This is also a movie I saw coming out called You People, starring Laura London and Jonah Hill. Looking forward to that. Um, Top Boy. If you never saw Top Boy before, go watch it now on Netflix. One of the dopest shows. They, sh- I think they shoot it over in the UK. Super, super dope. Um, then I s- a couple of Marvel, like my Marvel joints. Uh, ATL, the FX, that joint coming back. Super, hopefully that joint good. Um, and that's about it for the rundown. I'm going to take a quick break and jump into this interview with Paint Life Kev, founder of Outright Painting. All right, y'all, we back. Very, very special guest. Uh, I had to come with somebody special, episode one. This guy's been inspirational to me. Um, made me see things in a whole different light. Um, growing up, we from, you don't get too many people that walk like a straight, narrow line. And he was one of the people that showed me that you can do it first. Uh, great family man, great father, great husband. Uh, no further ado, my brother Kev, founder of what's Outright up? Painting. Kev, what's Outright up? Outright Painting. What's up? What's going on, bro? Ain't nothing, man. What's going on? It's a, Happy to be here. Privileged to have you, man. Um, let's get right into it. Outright Painting. How did you come up with it? How did you get into it? Let the people know. Uh, Outright Painting was the thing where, because you know, I had um. I had people like, I never knew you knew how to paint. But what it was is that I had brought a house like back in 2007. And it was crazy how it started because everybody was like, I'm trying to get people to help me fix the house up. So it needed so much work. And I kept saying, well, uh, I know somebody that can do this. I know somebody that can do that. So I'm thinking, I need a house painted. So I'm, I'm just going to paint it myself. So when I started doing it, I started like changing the colors, doing this, doing that. Over time, I'm like, well, I, I can do this. But I still never like took off with it. This is 2007. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So once once I kind of got like doing stuff around the house, it wasn't it wasn't just that it was like drywall. It was like you name it. I was doing everything around here, right? But I was still working my nine to five. So I'm yeah. like, okay, over time, I'm like, okay, to the point where I can I got to do something different because you know how it is when you you working a nine to five. And he's like, okay, I don't want to just be at a dead end job. That's why I was at a dead end job. It was paying me to pay the bills, but I'm like, this is a dead end. My yeah. wife kept saying, my wife was like, ah, you know, you should. Just think of something. What you want to do in the next five or ten years? I'm like, that's a good question. You know, she she rung the bell like that okay. light bulb went off, and I'm like, what year was this when she asked you that? This was I want to say 2000 and maybe 15. Okay, you know, and you see where we at now, right? Yeah. So it take time to kind of like go over it and just realize like, is that what I want to do? So you don't really know. You just kind of figure things out. You know, so. So, so I want to say from 2015 till uh, I want to say last year, last 2021, I started having like thoughts about okay, what can, what can I do? What can I do? Like 
getting this little, it, it was always like a little side hustle here and there. People would tell me, oh, you can do this, you can do that. I'm like, nah, that don't sound good. It'll make sense to me. You know what I'm saying? It had to make sense to me. Cause, you know, I was somebody who, who thought everything through. You know what I'm yeah, saying? I ain't making exactly. this part, just, just rushing it, rushing enough. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So, so, so it took the time. So I was like, okay, well, I never figured I was like on social media, like looking at, so you know how you go through like reels and you go through like stories and all that kind of stuff like that. And I see people, I'm like, I can do that. But I'm like, okay, well, well, people pay for my services. You know what I'm saying? I start looking at it that there way. There you go. Because we, where we from, people just paint. Like, you got something they, wrong, you just right. go paint it. You don't hire nobody to paint it. So Exactly. Exactly. But I, but I knew, even when I was doing that, I'm like, okay, this is, I'm doing everything the way I like. I'm thinking like, nobody else is going to like this. I'm just doing the way my wife liking the way I wanted to be at home. You know what I'm saying? So we would have people like come to our house. They'd be like, "Okay, well, who did this?" I'm like, "Well, I did that." Like, well, you can do this. I'm like, "Nah, you know, I work at nine to five, but I'm still stuck in that nine to five mentality. Like, I don't want to do nothing outside of that. I got a job already. I don't need to do this. There's something I do on the side." I right? say, plus with the wife and the kids, you don't want to just jump out there and yeah, yeah, financial see, stability. Took, right, but it it took time. That as well. like I said, this is a 2015 type of thing where I knew I had to make changes, and I want to say at least 2018 is when I realized like. Okay, I could I can do this painting thing, but I'm thinking like who? So it was the it was the it was the um the self insecurity within myself. But my wife motivated me to say, "Oh, well, you could do this." You know what I'm saying? That's why every time I ever tell somebody about my my journey, you know, going from nine to five to like being self employed, my wife gave me all the confidence because even when I didn't believe in myself, she believed in me. That's you know dope. what I'm saying? Yeah, that's super dope. And, and and I didn't I didn't really look at that. I'm thinking like, well, why are you saying? I'm like, she's like, no, you can do it. I'm like, ah, you just saying it because you. Are. But I started doing stuff. I'm like, then I started building confidence within myself. But then I always knew that okay, I got to do something outside of my nine to five. So that motivation there, because it wasn't really about the money. Because my, my time, listen, I'm gonna tell you, I was working at a company doing like paratransit, like ambulance stuff like that. I was working twelve hours. But I was working twelve hours a day, but for 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 five to six days a week. And people are like, oh, Kev, you, you making good money. You, I'm like, that's I'm away from my, bro, I'm away from my family. I'm 100, what, 120, 140 hours a, a week working. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like you events coming you, up. You ain't, you ain't being there for the family. You ain't being there, you're yeah. not being there for the family. Yeah, so it's like, it's about a paycheck. So, I, okay, I'm, I'm paying the bills, but it's like, I'm not there. Yeah. So it's like, what, what can I do to recreate that and change the, the, the control my time? And at the end of the day, as I, as, as time went on, I started to learn, okay, how can I control my time, my, my hours? I can wake up in the morning and say, this is what I want to do. That's what I want to do. How can I control that? So that's, that was the motivation of me knowing that I had to leave my job. Okay. But that wasn't icing on the cake. But you know already last year, like my, I had a lot of stuff. I had my father passed away, right? Yeah. And, and, um, and my dad actually worked at the job. As, he worked at the job too first. I mean, we both was there, but he had left. But we both was working at the job. And um, when he passed, the job kind of didn't give us, he was there 10 years. The job didn't really kind of support me the way I thought they should have done. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Think about it. He was there for 10 years. It's like, you thought they would give you more of a, like, no, he was here, like, like support you, but they didn't. So it was just, for them, it was just a pay, you was just a number, basically. You wasn't. Yeah. Yep. Right. And you felt that. Yeah. Yep. And I felt that. So I, I knew already from that point on, like, but like I told you, my wife always knew she wanted me to leave there years ago. She kept saying, you don't need that. You can do this. You can do that. Like I said, she was that one that was in my ear telling me, you could do this, you could do that, you could do this. So I'm like, ah, okay, okay, okay. But when that happened with my father and, and the information that they kind of, my job gave to me to kind of, they shut me a little bit. 
because not really because it was more like I said I'm gonna keep it business it's business you know what yeah, I'm saying yeah. so I understand their point of view sort of to a sense it's business so they're gonna mix they're not gonna mix it too. I understand but she took it more personal so when I take it personal it's forced me to take it personal. personal yeah you know what I'm saying so and that's how I went there Rob but once that happened he passed like end of March like beginning of April when I thought to have you so I'm like you know what I, April and then May I left after May I left. May okay. 27th was my last day of working nine to five. May 27th it was. And that's when I knew. People were like, well, you sure you want to step out on your own? Because remember, I was getting paint. I was doing painting jobs all year. On I was the, doing on the, side, side. on the side. On the side. On the side. Right. Right. So what was the so I was working. What was the first big painting job that you did that, that you felt as though, all right, I can do this? Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, So last year was 2020. I'm going to consider 2021 was my first year of doing painting. Okay. As far as like for people, but but actually December of 2020 is when I got my first job when I knew when somebody hired me when I knew I could do it for a living. You see what I'm saying? So it was that 2020. Uh, one of my wife's relatives came here for um, she came here for some event we had at the house, and she saw my house. She's like, "Well, I want you to paint my house." I'm like, I, "I'm not really." Painting. She's like, "My wife's like, he, he can paint, but he not really like a painting because he still works." She's like. <laughs> I want him to come. You know what I mean? She saw potential. She already knew. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. she's like, no, I don't care. I want him to come. Even to this day, the same woman would say, I told you, cuz, you will be big. You know what I mean? So that's how she was. <laughs> But yeah, bro, it was 2020, December. I never forget. She, I came to the house and I painted. That was my first job. I was there. I was like, I didn't have New York. I just had regular dicky pants. I had an Eagles t-shirt on. I was just there rolling, stealing, doing all kinds of stuff. And at the end of the day, you know how it is. When you first start doing something, you get low ball when it comes to price. You're yeah, yeah, yeah. trying to be generous. Ah, you know, you you family, give me this, give me that. And you look at it like I did all that for this. You know what I'm saying? But I gained experience. Right. I gave, I gained like you know what I mean. I, all that stuff. It it helped me. You know. So let's let's take take the people back. Like, uh, let's talk about where you was born and raised. Because people mm-hmm. people won't think this guy's a painter. He's from. That's usually a family business. You hear like. Somebody grandpa was painting, so right. they kid went to college, didn't work out. He started yeah. painting. And where are you from, and like, what was your upbringing like? Well, I'm gonna say, like a lot of people know me. They'll say I'm from everywhere. Like my wife say I'm from here and there and there. But let's, I'll, I'll say I'm from Philadelphia. I've been living in Philly since I was 12 years old. Okay. But, but, but to make, but to give you the accurate story, like my father, he was in the military, so there we was, yeah, we was all around. Army me and my brat. sister, we was all we, he was army brat. So you talking about from Germany to Louisiana to Texas and all that. So we he was he was everywhere. But I was born in Brooklyn, New York, and that's where I'm originally from. You know, my whole family, everybody, everybody that's here in Philly, they all originally came from somewhere in New York just to come here and reside in Philly. And you the, know what I mean. But the reason I think that's big is because when you're on an army base and you see people working all these jobs, you realize mm-hmm. that it's more like me. I, you know, I grew up. Philadelphia, born, raised, Hunting Park. Right. I didn't know much about other stuff than what we saw in the neighborhood. Outside of that, right. Yeah. Right. So yeah. for somebody like you, you saw the experience of people working other jobs because yeah. you're, you're, you're what you got to see in the world. Right, right. So for I think for somebody like you, the painting thing was like, it wasn't that far of, like you knew people with jobs, like different types of jobs. Yeah, and yeah. Like entrepreneur type jobs, right? So I think that was big on like your influence as a child. But like you said, you grew up basically in Philadelphia as yeah. at the teenage years. 
Yep. So yeah, if you talking, yeah. So how was that? Like, how was no? Let's go back to the army thing. How do you think the army thing affected your work ethic? It, you listen, bro. I must say, like most people at the time, I didn't realize it, but I want to say now, looking back, that was a really, really played a major factor how I was. Because you think it, I went to Philly. I was twelve years old, bro. You remember I was like, like it was my my like my um. My upbringing was so slow to the point where I was 12, but I was like 12 trapped in like an eight or nine year old body because I wasn't adapted to the streets to come here and, and adjust. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So most people didn't realize. So the fact that I was, it was slower for me, it gave me more time to see stuff. So I wasn't, I wasn't doing the same things that people at my age was doing at that time. I was able to look back and watch them. So therefore, I always knew like, I knew, don't do this, don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Like. Like and, and and that's how I was able to pick up on myself. Okay, well, keep it straight and narrow. You know, keep it straight and narrow because this is what this is kind of like what I, how I wanted to be. I didn't know what the end result was going to be, but I know what I didn't want to do. I knew what was what was the right thing. My dad was always telling me that. Like I said, he was a he was that that strong, that hard, that hard nosed military guy. When he come home, he was he was strict. Even when we moved to Philly, it, it kind of died down a little bit because he wasn't as bad. But he he instilled that into me and my sisters to the point where. Even when we got out, we was living in Philadelphia. We still kept that same mentality, even though he didn't. But we still understood. But he, like I say, we understood the assignment at that time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we knew. We knew already then, even though we was kind of still moving on and trying to carry on our lives and all that stuff like that. We just trying to survive. Because then you know how it is in the hood, bro. It's survival mode, regardless. And and that's the kind of role we played. So, but I always knew that I wanted to try to be smart. Every every decision I ever made was always a calculated decision because I was taught that at an early age. From my dad, God rest his soul. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, rest in peace, Mr. Greg. And like I said yeah. at the beginning, when I, well, I call Kev my brother, Kev, me and Kev have been together since, mm-hmm. like you said, he came fully 12, so I was yeah. probably like eight, nine at the time. Yeah, yeah, you was eight, you was eight, yep. Since then, like me and Kev have been tight. And yep. every, when all the madness and everybody, my brother used to be, I used to be with Kev. Mm-hmm. He showed me. Like yo, you ain't gotta do like without saying a word. Yeah, you ain't gotta. Yeah, you ain't yeah. gotta run to the streets and all that. You can do yep. everything and just chill, like you said, yep. smart decisions, everything. So like mm-hmm. I said, he had a crazy influence on my life, and I'm appreciate that, bro. Appreciate it, and, and I feel the same way. Like likewise, because like I, I still admire you from afar. Like you, like I said, we don't see each other often, but I always try to say because when I'm on social media, I don't. I post what I post. I'm on and all, but those people who I, I grew up with, I know. I try to look look to like you know what I mean. Like, I try to like seek y'all out. Like what's what's going on? Like I can't see you on a daily basis. I can, I can follow you on social media because that kind of gives me a a kind of gauge of how the family doing or you know what I mean? how this doing, how your mom doing, stuff like that. So you know what I mean. So I use that. That's why people say social media is a bad thing. It's a great thing for how I use it because I yeah. use it to keep in contact with the people that I really care about. So that's how you know what I mean. And let's get back to uh, outright painting. Once you started outright painting. Once you started and got your. Uh... Everything rolling, you mm-hmm. still like one man army. I see you out there, like yeah, you, you get yeah. you get jobs down old city from old city to Brookhaven yeah. to and you at all of them, how, all over. Yeah, how? Um, yeah. Two see, two that, part that, question. Crazy. I was a two part yeah. question. Mm-hmm. One, how like how taxing is your job now? Because you remember we talking about the hours and everything, right? Is, is right. this better? And two, yeah. Do you mm-hmm. got people working for you? Yeah, so 
the first part, as far as like, as it taxing, um, at the end of the day, I learned now when you self-employed, it's never about, it's never about, it's, I mean, it's not about the money because obviously money going to come as long as you're doing something productive. You're going to, you work in money going to come. But I think that me not having to work 12, because I came from working 12, I was like, I was doing something, doing nothing. And then also I started painting. I was working for a job working 12 hours a day, bro. So now I do paint. I never do painting in the 12 hours. I never paint for 12 hours in no day. Okay. You know what I'm saying? 12 hours. If, 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 if you tell me a job is 12 hours, that's a two day, a three day job for me. All right. You see what I'm saying? That's how I break it down. And I know when I used to work 12 hour shift and making 180, $185 when I can break that up in, in a painting job and, and, and quote it different. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and that's how I knew, um, that's how I knew the difference between the two because there's, there's no comparison between the nine to five compared to what I do now. But, but when I started, I want to just to kind of say when I started, I write painting. So I was like, you know, we, I know you talked about how I got to this point, right? But as far as when I write painting, when I actually decided, because the, na- the name I came up with while I was actually at a job site when I was just painting. Actually, mm-hmm. I, I want to say I was um, just doing somebody's, um, I want to say I want to paint somebody's uh, basement wall. It was, it was, it was, I forget. It was like early last year. Well, now like in 20, 2020, like around November, December, I was just making up names or whatever. I tried to come up with a name, right? But I didn't take it serious. But I mean, I was painting somebody's wall in the basement and I just think like, outright, outright, sound good. Out, outreach, outright. But I had, I had my methods to why I used that name, right? So, but at that time, I'm like, okay, I don't know if I really want to start a business. I just want to do something. I can just do this on the side. Like I said, I was doing it for six months. But, what made me know I can do it full time is when I when I said, let me, I'm good at this. You know what I mean? I don't want to be cocky, but I, I start looking at like, okay, I started seeing other people because people always say like, well, wh- whatever you do, look on look on social media and see people who do what you do. And it, you know what I mean? They kind of it kind of discourages yeah. you. You know what I mean? Or it influences you to do like, oh, I'm 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 just as good as them. You know what I'm saying? I could do this. I could do that. And that's what made me know that okay, I can do this. So once I once I started doing it, it was no turning back. I didn't even realize like, everything was just rolling like that. You know what I'm saying? Just to the point. Even you came, even you, I think you came here and you was like, "Oh, I need I need this done. I need yeah. my basement." I'm like I'm like I'm like bro. I'm like people are calling me like I'm like I don't want to disappoint anybody. So I'm gonna get people that's already like first in line. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I didn't want to disappoint anybody. But that that was the first part. But I want to get back to what you were saying as far as um like um working with uh, like how the help. Hmm. I said the help, like you were you doing yeah, everything yeah, by yeah, yourself. Yeah, help. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm working now by myself because it's crazy. Because like, well, I'm 41, right? So I figure if I had, I try to do the help thing. So it's either you get people that don't know what they're doing at all, and you got to teach them. That means they slowing you up doing your job. If I'm in somebody's house, I have time to teach somebody in somebody's house. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's like me coming to your house and you see like, oh, he. He telling this guy what to do. It's kind of the, you. You expect somebody to come in there and boom, boom. They know what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Both of them. Like it's not. There's no time to, to teach nobody. And somebody. It's places of time for that. But I feel though in somebody's house, that's not the time and place for that. Exactly. You doing? Yeah. That, you know what I'm saying? You, you, so I always you, look at it that su- way. You'd be surprised how many contractors come out here I and know. do that type of stuff. I know, bro. I know. I know. <laughs> Listen, and and I tried it. I tried it. And then, I mean, I want to say to the point where, like, I had people come out and, I mean. It was working with me. All of a sudden, they stop and they gotta keep getting on their phone call. And they be mom. They complaining about this. They complaining about that. They might come in the morning. They smell like they, they took a couple L's. And I'm like, you can't. You just can't do that kind of stuff like that when you're professional. So therefore, I realized that that's not the path for me. 
And I realized that I can only I can promise you I can be on time, but I can't promise you somehow. So I just figure I take jobs that I can do myself, and always, you know what I'm saying? Always never take on nothing that I can't do myself. And I let the customer know that as well. Listen, it's just me. This I can do this amount of job. You can get a professional team to come here, like four or five guys. They probably can knock it out in like seven hours. It may take me fifteen, but they're gonna charge you X amount of dollars. I'm gonna charge you this, so you got more time and you got more money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I take it. I look at it that way. So when I when I talk to them that way, they understand like. Oh, it makes sense, you know. So, but but on top of my um, like on top of my like me my say my painting skills. On top of that, that to me that wasn't the reason why I left my nine to five. My painting skills wasn't the best asset that I feel like I had. I thought me being a people's person, you know how to talk to customers and networking. talk to people, networking. I thought that was my best skill, as far as that part. You know what I'm saying? So me knowing how to paint, it made it icing on the cake. You know what I'm saying? Because I was working for a couple, like I was saying, the same time I was working for, and I, the, the the patients and the, whoever the people I was dealing with, they they recommended me because how my people skills was with them. But I'm, I'm thinking to myself, like, I'm doing this for another company. You know what I'm saying? I I got my own personal skills that I can that I can display and also be good even better because I got good people skills. Quick story about your so network. Mm-hmm. I said quick story about your network, and I remember uh, the time I came to your house, you was telling mm-hmm. me you painted. Uh, one of my childhood friends, his whole yeah. house, and I was like, "Yeah, Chris." Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, how the hell you get in contact? Like, like how the hell yeah. you still keep in contact with him?" And that's part of the networking thing, yeah. like, yeah, being able to keep keep relationships up with people through these years, and yeah, it comes back around to be beneficial if you don't burn them bridges. So, um, no, for sure, for sure. Um, quick, if you to speak to your younger self. Mm-hmm. What would you tell him? Not even that far back, before you had yeah. either, either of your kids. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's that's good. So you're talking my daughter's fifteen. Yeah. So you're so talking twenty seven, twenty six, right? I'm forty one now. So twenty seven. That's a good. That's a good age to think back on. Because at the end of the day, at twenty six, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't change nothing because I was living life to the point where I learned a lot of stuff. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to miss those years prior to that. But from there to now. I would say anybody that's had like it's 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 kind of hard it's kind of hard to say what people I don't want to say what people should do but put put it this way I make it easy this way if if you have anything in your mind that you want to do just do it don't ask so many confirmations from people around you just do it you don't have to tell nobody just if you th- something you feel like you can want to do you don't need somebody to say yeah you should do that because whether they say yeah you should do it or no it still shouldn't dictate the decisions you make because you got to live with your own decisions. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, a lot of people used to tell, oh, you, I know you want to do that because, oh, you think that's not going to be right. Because, listen, even to this day, I, I started painting. People said, well, you sure you want to do that? People who really care about me, you know what I'm saying? They really want the best for me and all that kind of stuff. Because they, they, their fears, they putting on me. You know what I'm saying? So, you when you're younger, you, you tend to kind of like want to get other people involved, let them know like, what's going on, and you're excited about what you got in your mind. But at the end of the day, sometimes it's, it could be just for you. You know what I mean? Sometimes you just hold on to yourself and just kind of, you kind of have that envision because people don't see your vision like you do. Even if you explain it, you can put it down on paper, line for line, detail to detail. They're not going to look at it the same way you look at it because they're going to have a, their fears pushed on it. You know what I'm saying? How you, you sure you can do this? Or that's why I said anybody that's younger, just do you. Don't worry about it. You're going to fail. Like I said, I won't say I failed yet, but failure is there because the, the, the level I'm trying to reach 
it's inedible for me to get, get to that level without some kind of failure. So I know that's going to come. And I don't fear that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't fear that at all. So I, I know that's coming. So therefore, I'm bracing myself. Like, even when I go weeks without jobs, it's like, well, you got to plan for this. Because then they like, both people don't leave their job nine to five because the fear of, of right now, the fear of what you fear, of what you're going through right now, that's why they don't do it. But it's the motivation that you keep pushing, knowing that it's going to get better. Because what's the worst can happen? What's the worst for me to have? I can go out and just have to work for somebody else again until I get my, my boots laced back up and get back on track. You know what I'm saying? Because it's never ending cycle. It's never, you, you get off and you get back on. But my job is to make sure I, I eliminate, um, I want to say, because most people live beyond their means. So I don't try to live beyond my means around. So I, I can be self-employed, but I'm not living like I'm somebody that's out there just making abundance of cash. You know what I'm saying? If I do get a big job, I still don't go out and spend like, like, like I, I still know that big job to be my last. Exactly, bro. Exactly. Exactly. And that's how I look at it. So people understand, like, oh, you got this, you got that. Like, you still got to look at it. Like, if I don't have another job for the rest of this month, how would I survive? And exactly. so I keep that mentality, and that's what keep, kind of keeps me afloat like that. You know what I mean? Like, so I, look at, I treat everything day to day. So a day that go by that I'm not working, I'm like, damn, I should be doing something. But I'm so caught up in the nine to five. It's okay that I've been, I've been painting four or five days in a row. And if I have one day off, I'm not painting. It's okay to have that day off. Like, you shouldn't be stuck thinking that because it's a Thursday or it's a Tuesday. You should be at somebody nine to five working. You know what I mean? So uh, I, had to get, I had to get used to that. Super important for people to know. Um, before we get into the next segment, um, mm-hmm. let's tell the people how they can get re- reach you. Tell the people what you provide, your services. Right. Well, yeah, you can reach me from um, actually my cell phone number. Most people reach out to me, 215-866-8152. Um, social media, I got just Kevin Brawls on on Facebook, and then you got Painted Life underscore Kev on Instagram. And I have a website also, um, uh, outrightpainting.org. I got it now. So right now, actually, to be honest, bro, I'm not for sure what's going on with my website because I've just been trying to link on it the last couple of days. So I got I to gotta talk to them, but... In the next couple of days, it should be back up and running. I'm not for sure what actually happened, but that's the actual website, okay. uh, rightpain.org. And they got everything on there. You can you can book appointments with me. You can do estimates, everything on there. You'll see as you scroll down. So, but yeah, that's that's all my um, social media. And I have like TikTok and all that other stuff <laughs> like that. But I'm still trying. You know, bro, I'm still trying to get caught up on all that kind of stuff because like <laughs> I'm, I'm that. Uh, <laughs> also, you don't need it, but yeah, it's, it's important. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's all, important. No, it's all it's all uh, promotion. Yeah, and listen, I got a lot of people come to me about that because so we we a little up, we up in the age a little bit, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But I know the younger people they they into that. Like my son and 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 people like my daughter age, they oh, that's what they into. So even when I they ask, oh you paying? I don't see you on TikTok. how many followers you got on TikTok? Like come on, like come on, like they worry about the followers you got on social media, depending on how you are in like real life. Like, yeah. but you know what I mean? But but no, as I said, I'm just working on everything. I'm trying to be well rounded to kind of get it get a you know get a i don't want to lose touch of the audience all around you know what i'm saying like you know you know how it is you lose touch and all of a sudden you, you we, we we know the old dudes who used to be like we used to look at like yo you out of mm-hmm. touch like why ain't y'all listen to run dmc oh dog right yeah 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 i was right 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 <laughs> we know, we know that old it. right right <laughs> <laughs> no that's facts that's facts though but all right we, but yeah like I, you, yeah go go right, but no, but I said, no, that, that's how it is. But I just try to, it, I was told, you, you just get a little bit of information of what's going on right now, a little bit of everything. And it kind of keeps you in tune a little bit. Like, you don't have to be on top notch, like, 
these people know how to get out there and do all this stuff. I don't, I don't know how to do that. But if you say anything to me, I'm gonna have an idea. I'm gonna give you a little small snippet of anything that I know. You know what I'm saying? Just to let you know, I'm, I'm trying to stay on top of how, how everything works. Cause like I said, I'm a one man show. Normally people have like, this my guy who do that. That's my guy who do this. This my guy who does that. I don't have that right now. It's just me. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm controlling all my the business part. I'm controlling all the social media. I'm controlling all the in in talking to the customers. I'm controlling all the actual work that you see on social media. Everything. Listen, bro, I got so much. I got probably hundreds and hundreds of photos that I never post on social media. I just just got them because I'm like, okay, how do I display this? How do I display? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, trying to so figure out like, the best way. Yeah, yeah, the best way. So you want to keep stuff floating. I can just constantly show photos for the next year and a half, but people never even see it. You can be over some of the same old jobs, but it's still constantly new photos that you never, you know what I mean, new work that you never seen. So, so it's still new to the people, so it don't matter. Exactly, exactly. So it don't even matter, right. All right, let's get into the segment of the pod we call Behind the Scenes, where we get to know people through their likes and dislikes of uh, movies and TVs. Mm-hmm. So first question is, what's your favorite all-time movie or TV show? My my movie, it's going to probably be cliche because they're like, oh, yeah, it's my favorite genre. Like, it's two, actually, that I got, like, neck and neck. I want to say um, Pulp Fiction a little bit. Pulp Fiction has always been one of my favorites. And then you got, like, um, Friday. Okay. Friday's been a you – know, Friday. And then uh, close, like, I want to say those one and two. And then a close, uh, close third was, like, something like – like old school, you know what I mean? All right. All but, right. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not really a, a TV person. I never sat down long enough to watch TV or movies and stuff like that. I couldn't even tell you, but th- that's my go-to when I first think of movies. I'm, well, actually, I'm you know what, you know, I want to apologize. My number one movie of all time, I want to say, is probably Becoming to America with Eddie Murphy. The that's the first one. one. Yeah. And then I would, yeah, yeah, it's, it's probably Becoming to America. And then you got Friday and Old School and Pulp Fiction, those kind of, it comes in lines like that. So you can put them in any amount of order. But put um, coming to American first. <laughs> all right. So, who your favorite yeah. actor or actress of all time? Actor uh, or actress? It don't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I'm gonna say actor. I can kind of give you both. Um, actor, I want to say obviously I gotta say Denzel. I gotta say Denzel because there's so many roles he played that kind of touched me personally. It's more of a you get you get that heart. John Q. Yeah, stuff like that. When you start to get teary on all that kind of stuff, that that's a real role. And then you still see how impactful they are to this day, how long they've been doing it. Longevity is everything. You know what I'm saying? And he got longevity. So so I would say Denzel for that. Not just because I'm a black man and he's a black man, but also that plays a, a major, major role 100%. part of my decision. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, but yeah, I want to say, John, I wanna say uh, yeah, Denzel, especially for John, John Q. Rowe. Definitely was one of my my favorites. But um, And then I would say actress. Um. I love Snow Lathan. I love um 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 uh what's the woman that just lost her son um King Virginia King, um, Virginia King. yeah I love I love them because listen you in the business that long and you being consistent you, you can't hate it yeah. I mean obviously you would say Holly Berry everybody wants to say Holly that's a cliche Holly Berry you know what I mean so I don't want to say Holly. I just try to think of someone outside I want to say Virginia King for sure okay um yeah you had to take Tris on a date what would you you had to take your wife on a date. What one would you take to? Scary movie or comedy? Um, she she doesn't like scary because I'll, I'll be my my fear that she, I'll take it to something scary and she won't think it's scary. So it's like a wait. So I'm gonna say comedy. She loves she loves to laugh. All right. <laughs> so I'm gonna say comedy. If you could live out any movie scene, what would it be? If you could live it out. Oh, 
boy. Good question. Uh, uh, that's a good one, bro. I, oh my god, I'm, I'm stuck. With, I'm stuck with it. <laughs> listen, listen. Let's just keep it simple. Then I guess if I was Eddie Murphy in that role, coming to America, America. Just give me, just give, yeah, give me that role. Cause yeah, just just the whole gesture of com- coming to New York at that time. I remember like how New York was at that time. Okay, you know what I'm saying. And, and him coming there was like, like wow, like. Like yeah, I, I can do that. I can do it. And then everything that he experienced from you, you saw everybody who saw the movie. I'm talking about part one, obviously not like the you know, <laughs> coming back and all. Everybody's talking about that, but no, the first one. So I would say uh, coming to America. That, at the end of it, it ended up is pretty much what my role ended up. You know, finding yeah. that, finding that one, and then you know making it work. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking for your queen. I pray I got my queen. <laughs> you know, so if you could pick any actor to play you in a biopic, who would it be? Uh, now I'm I'm gonna say this just probably because he uh but he's he's I'm a light skinned guy so I'm gonna say he <laughs> since he's a light skinned guy because you try to you try to put yeah, some yeah, pictures yeah, yeah. something similar you know I want to say maybe uh what's, what's the what's the what's the um Terrence Howard <laughs> <laughs> just because I don't know I don't want to be sitting there saying uh and leave too too long of a blank in you know in the conversation so I would just say Terrence Howard off the bat what's uh since People who don't know Kev is a huge, huge boxing fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, this going to be the, the typical. Well, you might give me a different answer. What fight would you want to make if you could make any fight in the world right now? Well, that, that's going to be kind of easy. Give me, a, give, yeah, give, pay, give me, give yeah. me three fights on the card that you would make. Okay, okay. So I would have. I mean, obviously, you, you know, the number one fight you would have um, Errol Spence versus Terence Crawford, right? Yeah. That would be one, right? And you would have, I would have um, Caleb Plant. Even though this may be the next possible match for him, Caleb Plant versus uh, Jamal Charlo, which okay. may be the next fight. So it's not that far fetched. So, so that's what I'm looking forward to. And then I want to say, um, uh, Boots Ennis versus uh, Philly. Yeah, yeah, you got yeah, Boots Ennis versus. Uh, I want to say. Uh, Arrow or Crawford, but also uh, even even I'll say um, somebody like Ugas because that's a good match for him because Ugas is a great boxing, you know, Cuban boxing, and I think that's a good test for um, for, um, you know, for Boots because because he's from Philly, so we really want to you really want to see how tough he is, how tested he is, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Before really going to the Lions, then I think he's tough. I think he's ready to go into with the Spencers and the Crawfords and all that, but. Somebody like Ugas would really let him know if he's ready for that next level. You know what I'm saying? So I always wanted to see like he. I just want him to fight that. So I know it's kind of like small fights. It's not as big as the, the, the you know the no, casual that, fans. That, that, I, that, I that can be but, the opening. That could be the opening of the, of the three card. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's how I look at it. I look at that more. So I know people look at Canelo, this and that. Like yeah, those guys. Like even some of the smaller weight classes, like featherweights, even um, um Shakur Stevenson and Tank and all of them, and you know what I mean. Even the other. The other kid um, from Philly, you know, in the smaller way, because it's just for it. Um, uh, I can't kid. think of his name right now. I know you're uh, talking about. He's, he's, yeah, you're talking about, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just, yeah, I forget. Yeah, but yeah, even him, like any of them can fight. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, so I just love, I just love great boxing matches. But I I really had no no dream matchup outside of Crawford and, uh, yeah. and, and, and um, Spence. Even right now, I still look at that as like a dream matchup anymore. I just think that Smith's not the same. So, yeah, since the so I don't know. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I just don't. I don't think Smith's a fan. So, 
what's a TV show or a movie that people be surprised that you never watch? That everybody seemed to watch uh, that you yeah. never watch? Yeah. Well, TV show now, I just, I'm not for sure everybody do the whole, um, the, um, the binge watching and all the Netflix and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Like, I never watched, I never was a big fan of, uh, um, I was, um, Sopranos and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Like even The Wire, I watched like maybe two episodes of The Wire. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> what? You see, what? Where you from? I'm like, I apologize. Like I just never sat down in front of a TV that much. And then that that was the um that was the, the episode you said something else too, right? No, that was it. Um. No, that was it. Yeah. So, yeah, I want to say um. And you can name practically anything on on TV. on TV. Yeah, you would think that like everybody. But I tell you this: every anything you think of that everybody in the world watches, like probably like four hundred million views. Nine times out of ten, I probably don't pay too much attention to it, just because <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, all right. So what's cause, the cause, what's the last mm-hmm. good movie you seen? Um, sheesh, that's a good one because I just watched a good movie. I don't even remember the name of it. It was actually on um. Netflix. My wife, my wife, be having me watching good movies. I don't even know the titles, and names, none of that. Bro, I, I don't even watch movies. I, I swear I don't. I mean, not to the point where I'm sitting down like this is the name of the movie. Gonna sit and watch this, and then I just, I just come in and it's on. I'm just be just watching. I'm like, oh, what's the name of that? So actually, I'm gonna say, be honest. I don't even want to say this movie. The last movie I already just watched was the movie with Will Smith and the Serena. Oh, uh, King Venus, Richard. Um, King Richard. I watched that, and I thought yeah, it was a pretty yeah. good film. Yeah, actually, yeah. I paid for it on. Uh, that you know whatever thing they got it on Apple Apple John on TV. So. Yeah, I, watched I that. thought that was pretty good though. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was pretty good. But I don't consider I'm really I look at that more of a doc. This is like a documentary or a movie. It's, it's, it's a documentary basically. But yeah, that's already, what I'm so. saying. Yeah, yeah. But I just I watched that recent most the most recently. I thought it was I thought it was a good stuff. All right. So before we get out but, of there, let the people know again where they can the website. Yeah, outrightpainting.org. Right now, like I said, if you, if you try to reach on to right now as we speak, it may be some complications, but I promise you about it. Sometime about tomorrow or maybe even Thursday, it should be back up and running. And uh, social media, Facebook, Kevin Burroughs, which will come up, Painting Life, um, Painting Life Kev on Instagram. I'm, just, well, I'm sorry, Painting Life underscore Kev on Instagram. So, and yeah, what? that's it. And, and TikTok and all that stuff. Steady Hand Kev on TikTok. And that's it. Like I said, Kev, I appreciate you for doing this, man. Uh, no problem, bro. It's been an honor and a privilege. Um, mm-hmm. Follow my guy. If y'all need any painting, get with him. Like he said, one-man army, do it all. Yeah. Uh, we gonna... Reach out to me. Just, like, you know, go to my social media. Go to my Instagram page. You kind of get an idea of kind of, like, what kind of work, what can I do? Like, you know what I mean? Some people just, I, I get, listen, I get a lot of jobs based on people not even seeing my work, just based on they might have just word of mouth. You know what I mean? Oh, so-and-so do good work. And they never seen nothing that I ever done. They just, because so-and-so requested. Oh, yeah, so-and-so said you can do it, so I'll hire you. You know what I'm saying? So I get a lot of jobs based on just word of mouth. But, but, but yeah, definitely, if you go to my social media sites, you get an idea of what can, what I can do. And if it's something else you want me to do, just reach out to me. You know what I mean? We can, we can kind of work, make it work from there. All right, y'all. Till next time, I'm out.